Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Outside podcast. It's your host Adil Royster. Chill ride, chill vibes as always. Uh, kind kind of chill, kind of disappointed, a little bit upset. A uh, lot lot of feelings going on. Uh, Sixers drop game four. We're tied at two. It's now best of three series with two at the crib. But after last night's game, we we should all decompress and have a little therapy session. And uh, who better to help provide with that than our old pal, Steve Lippman, Mr. Stevie J. Uh, Steve, uh, how, how you doing, man? A deal that was not fun. That was I not enjoy fun it. at all. <laughs> it sucked. It sucked a lot and I hated it. And <laughs> I wish it didn't happen. That's my how I feel. It's one of the rare occurrences where i could have an out of sight podcast which is basically a uh game reliving and uh i i promised that i would lay off the whiskey enough to record this podcast <laughs> after the game uh i i did my best uh i'm i'm not totally lubricated but i'm i'm, I'm a little bit you, you know the after Joel Embiid's performance, yes, yeah, some some alcohol had to be consumed a little bit, and I apologize yeah, to the listeners. I don't blame you. But that second half from Joel Embiid was absolutely atrocious. Man, I mean, we haven't seen him look that bad in a long, long time. Maybe not with like his rookie year, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe that, or you know, there was that game against Toronto where he scored zero points in the regular season. Um, or, you know, when he was sick in that Toronto series, one of those. Um, but, I, you know, they're, you know, he's so good. So they're very few and far between. So you can remember the other ones. It was just all bad, like 0 for 12 from the field. And honestly, I don't know if you agree or disagree with this assessment as I was watching it with my eyeballs, but it just looked like he was searching for fouls and not being assertive. Yeah. So I think that he had no lift you know, on his jumper today and, you know, in the lane, I think that he just really didn't have it physically. You know, he went back to the locker room at one point and was getting treatment. Um, and I think when that happens, you know, he can fall into some habits which are either forcing shots or trying too hard to get foul calls. Um, you know, tonight Joel shot eight free throws, made them all. Um, but that's like half the amount of free throws that are usually um, – takes and and i think the reason that he took so few is that he just didn't have the energy or the the lift at all to uh to uh score in this game you know he had a he had a really effective first half um very effective. second half he just he just couldn't get anything going i mean he played solid defense he had 21 rebounds um but you know he also didn't get a ton of help 
from his supporting cast down the stretch, which just made it, you know, it was really hard when you're star player uh, around whom everything is built, you know, goes over 12 and a half. It's really hard to win a game and, and they lost by three. So, you know, it's not hard to see why it happened. As far as contributions from the supporting cast, right? Tobias has still been really steady. He got 20 points last night again, and that's kind of been his mantra for this whole playoffs. Like you can just count on his 20 points. And Seth Curry came in with 17, had a really hot first half, and then almost (laughs) rimmed in the game tying three, which would have sent the game to overtime. But outside of that, you know, Ben Simmons had 11 and 12 with nine assists Furcon had 10 points like there wasn't too much there, there wasn't too much going on for the Sixers offensively from the starting lineup and the bench wasn't that much better either you know the the issue you run into here is if like before the game you say Joel's gonna have a bad game he's gonna score 17 points which is basically half of what he's averaging in this series um and he's not gonna even make a shot in the second half then you really need other guys to step up you know, and that didn't happen. You know, Tobias didn't score in the fourth quarter. Um, ben only made one of his five free throws, which is obviously a real issue that, uh, you know, I don't know if there's any solving. Probably not. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to be a take things. tomorrow. I mean, you just need one of those things to, to break your way. And none of them did. And I really thought there's such momentum. You know, they're on the road and there were big momentum plays in the second half, especially from John Collins, who had five offensive rebounds. And yeah. Uh, it, it was just, it seemed like it was really hard. You know, the Hawks didn't even shoot the ball well in this game at all. You know, the Hawks shot 36% from the field and 30% from three. Um, it, it just really came down to, you know, the Sixers having guys miss, miss a bunch of shots and the ball going the right way for Atlanta down the stretch. And, you know, they had Dr. up a great play at the end of the game and Joel had to lay up right there and, and he just missed it. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that he's going to be kicking himself for that. And uh, and I'm sure that he's, uh, you know, determined to avenge this sort of performance on Wednesday. There are two little lineup quirks that I kind of want, wanted to bring up. Obviously, we got to talk about Furkan in the starting lineup. I don't know if that is the idea going forward. Like, I feel like he's much more of a bench guy would you would you agree with that like i don't know like he just seems he just seems way more confident coming off the bench he's such a feast or famine guy you know like when his shots going in he's a really helpful player on this team and i think that something they're looking at with danny going out is that they like guys who shoot a high rate of three pointers and and danny shoots a bunch of threes and isn't shy about him and and it's the same with cork but um he just doesn't provide much else for you you know he's not a necessarily poor defender but he's average at best um but your ceiling isn't too high with him out there it's hard you know in this series i don't hate trying cork mods because then you make you know um trey young defend somebody you know where if he if thibault was in there trey would basically just stand around um i don't know that there's a perfect option i think you know going with thibault might be an interesting idea um uh, you know, it's basically Thibault, Milton, George Hill hasn't really played well, so I don't expect him getting the bump. Um, but it's, I, I think it's probably Furkan or Matisse. And, and, you know, as we've seen this season, Doc's going to ride the hot hand. So whoever's playing well is going to get the minutes down the stretch. And, um, 
there just weren't too many guys playing well tonight for the Sixers. The Hawks, after being almost out-rebounded by Embiid and Simmons just by themselves, you know, at the end of the first half, the Hawks had 23 total rebounds. Ben and Joel had 21 by them, <laughs> just those two. They switched mm-hmm. to this larger lineup with Capella, Collins, and Gallinari. And I feel like that kind of threw off the rhythm a little bit, like in the paint and also, you know, kind of on the boards a little bit because you have to switch it around. Because if you have Simmons guarding Trey Young, then one of those three guys is going to have a pretty uh, impactful size mismatch. Yeah, you know, uh, they can they can screw around with that stuff. And I know that they feed Gallo in the post and um, he can make some plays out of there. Uh, I just really feel like if, if the Sixers get effective Embiid minutes, they're winning the series. And, and I still expect them to win the series. I think lots of people do. Um, but they'll win games. As long as Joel is effective and, and halfway, you know, himself, they'll be totally fine. It's a game like this where he is just awful, um, that it's really hard to overcome. And then when other guys don't pick up flack. So, yeah, I mean, Kevin Herter started – for Atlanta. Um, I expect that to continue. And, and it's hard to find who Seth guards in that starting lineup because uh, Bogdanovich scored pretty well when guarded by Seth tonight. Um, and Herder was killing him earlier in the season or earlier in the series. So um, I think that you probably just live with that because it'll, you know, Seth will score well too. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I wrote in the recap that just went up that the biggest bummer about losing this game or you know, retroactively losing game one is that you don't know how much Joel you have in this postseason. You know, like you just don't know how much that knee is going to let him out there. So to mess around and lose a game like this just feels painful, you know, to extend the series by a game. And this game, it's pretty easy to identify, not to necessarily put blame on him, but it's, it's pretty easy to identify like what went wrong tonight. And I know people are going to talk about Doc and maybe some of his adjustments or the fact that Ben Simmons was one five from free throws. But I mean, honestly, and I hate to do it because we all love Joel, but oh for 12 that in the second half and just oh, looking yeah. and just looking out of gas and just I know he's hurt and I know you're in pain, big man. I know you are. But the whole 7-2, 280-pound guy looking for foul shots or, or foul calls in the second half, that, that's just not something that's going to get the job done. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's, this is what you sign up for when you're a superstar. And I think that it's more than fair to, to point out Joel having a terrible half, uh, which he really did. Um, of course, we all know something that, that could be hindering him, but, you know, he's, he's playing through it and, and he's been incredible. I think he's been the best player in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, when you have a game like that and you miss a layup at the end of the game like that, you're going to get criticized and you deserve to. And I fully expect him to come back and, and be himself again. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, if you're looking at the reasons the Sixers lost this game, it's because they're superstar and the, uh, the uh, runner-up for MVP didn't hit a shot in the second half, you know? Um, that's the reason they lost the game. You know, you can, we can talk about Tobias not scoring in the fourth quarter or Ben missing a couple free throws. And listen, those things could have masked this one and given them a win. But at the end of the day, you need, 
your best players to play like themselves. And, and Joel didn't tonight. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Doc in the post game did kind of mention how from the first half to the second half, they got away from ball movement and kind of resorted to hero ball. And you could kind of Mm -hmm. see the difference because in game one, I'm sorry, in the first half, that ball was moving around so crisp. And it's what led to the ballooning almost 20 point lead. And in the second half, it was just Embiid, Tobias, whoever, my turn, your turn etc and that just that's just not going to work yeah and i thought seth bailed out a bunch of bad possessions that they had you oh know, my seth, god seth shot the ball so well and was making contested jumpers and and i think that you know a lot of poor offense that they ran was masked by just seth coming up with two points at the end of the possession so um i i agree with that assessment i saw another quote where doc was saying that you know the sixers were outplayed in terms of playing hard and you know, um, I think there's no doubt about that. I think that Atlanta had some guys really going all out um, in this game. And, uh, and and I think it shows. I mean, John Collins was a plus nine in a three-point win. And he played 37 minutes. That's pretty, that's pretty big, you know. I mean, we almost had a, a Shake Milton game two kind of game. We, we almost mm-hmm. had a remix of that, but it just came up a little bit short. Um, it's not all gloom and doom right and we just have to figure out two things one what's joel's health like that's the first thing we got to figure that out like right now like tomorrow when we get back to philly figure out what the heck is wrong with him yeah i mean obviously everything as always hinges on joel so Mm -hmm. um if he's out there and if he's himself i think you know the sky's the limit um uh, of course, if it's anything less than that, or if God forbid he's out at any point, then you know we know what we're looking at here. Um, but no, it's not all doom and gloom. You know, the Sixers will go home; they're great at home. Um, you know, they'll have to win Game Five, and then um, I'm sure they don't want to play Game Seven against Atlanta. You know, I'm sure absolutely you know, not. Even though even it would if be they at have home, home. So, exactly. So you would think that you know they'll try to take care of business at home in Game Five, and then. Um, you know, on I believe it would be Friday night, go back to Atlanta and just come out of there with a win. And I really do think the Sixers are the better team. And if the players play like themselves, you know, mainly Joel, then I think they'll be just fine. This is the last positive that I'm going to take out of this game. It took 
Joel Embiid's absolute worst playoff game ever for the Hawks to win this game, and they only won by three. Yeah. If I'm the, telling you, man, if Joel didn't have a torn meniscus, I would be pretty like fine with dropping a game like this. He played like crap, and you know, um, it, it to me. It, the only thing I'd really worry about tonight, you know, overall is that you're going to add another 35 minutes of playing time in the Atlanta series for Joel, which, which stinks. And, um, and I wish they could have pulled it out, but, but now they'll have to go this, at least six games here and try to move on to the next round. Well, we'll just have to see what happens. We're, it's, it's now, it's now best of three with two at the crib. So I, I feel, I still feel pretty damn good. It's like I said, the Hawks only won this game by three and they did so because Joel had his worst playoff game ever. So I, two or three at the crib. I'm fine with that. If Joel totally. is fresh and like moderately healthy, 70% in with his head like back in the right place and aggressive and all like that. I, that that's fine. I'll, I'll take the Sixers two out of three in that. I agree. I think, um, you know, and then you're looking at the, uh, other series in the East, which is also 2-2 at this point, Milwaukee and Brooklyn. And I was hoping the Sixers would, you know, uh, be able to log a few days of rest uh, on those guys. And, you know, maybe if that one goes seven and we go six, maybe we still can. But uh, obviously right now it's a best of three. So the Sixers have to win two here. Um, I expect them to, um, I, you know, they just have to manage Joel as much as they can. Um, but yeah, you know, as, as long as he's, going to be out there and looking like the guy that he was in the first three games in the series and you know the five before that i i'm very confident in uh in what they can do let's just let's just have one blowout win in game five and get some oh. and get and get the man some and get the man some much needed rest and let's make the gastroenteritis blues happy with some more playoff b-ball paul minutes that would be great, and <laughs> I will say the Gastro Blues will be at Game Five. So really, we to leave the arena? Yes, we refuse to leave the arena without a win. Yeah. Uh, that that that's saying a lot. Like you're just gonna you're just gonna be sitting there on the floor, just waiting until you know if they lose Game Five, you're just gonna be sitting there waiting for Game Seven. You're just gonna stand exactly, in the yeah, arena. Yeah, we're gonna handcuff ourselves to like the uh, <laughs> frosty freeze out signs and just not leave. <laughs> All right, let's let's close on on a little uh, just a little side note. Uh, as as you're all aware, uh, the gastroenteritis blues is your nonstop shop for Sixers basketball and uh, Bachelor yeah. talk. So uh, right. I have not watched the first two episodes yet. Uh, you can spoil all you want. That's fine. Uh, who's looking good for Katie this season? Well, I. As I remember, you had a particular affinity for Katie, so I'm surprised that you're behind on these two episodes. Um, no, I've been wrapped up in other things. What can I say? I hear you. I'm, okay. I'm also, I'm also um, a little bit bummed that I wasn't able to contend for Katie's heart. That would have been nice. What the hell, ABC? I, I submitted my application. What the hell? <laughs> All I will say is that there's a guy named Andrew S. who I'm very high on and who Emily has 
uh, said looks like Giannis, which he does. Their faces look very much alike. Oh so, wow! Uh, I am I'm I'm rooting for Andrew S. Uh, he's an Austrian football player, and I think he's good. So uh, that's who I'm looking out for. But I'm looking forward to you catching up so we can uh, get up to speed. I I will get up to snuff on that tomorrow because what? How else am I supposed to uh, cheer up after commiserating in misery for the rest of this evening? Exactly. <laughs> Steve, Stevie J, always a pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, maybe hopefully next time it will be under better circumstances, happier yes. circumstances. And uh, yeah, there's there's not much else we can say. Uh, Sixers. Bad loss. Bad loss. Everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. Game five is tomorrow. Everything's fine. Everything's good. Uh, at the at the time of this podcast, we don't know the status of Joel Embiid, so it, it could be completely it could be completely worse by Wednesday. But no, I, in that case, everything is not fine. Yeah, but, we'll, we'll yeah. remain hopeful for now. <laughs> we will remain hopeful for now. Uh, Stevie J, Steve Littman, host of the Gastroenteritis Blues, one of the hosts of the Gastroenteritis Blues. I'm sorry for uh, just not giving Emily and uh, Dan. I liked it. On that I one. thought it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can also find Stevie and Steve Littman on Liberty Ballers, his stuff always out there. And uh, of course, of course, much like everybody else on planet Earth, he's also on Twitter at Steve J. Littman. Oh, God. That, this, Thank you, buddy. I have to I, I can't I can't not say this again, but damn, this game sucked. This was cathartic, though. I wish they were playing again now. I'm ready to. <laughs> You know, get rid of this game. Can we just go down to a basketball court and just put some shots up right now? Right, I mean, I, right. I know it's I know it's 11 p.m. at the time of this recording, but like, <laughs> F it, I don't care. It's raining. I agree. It's cold. It. Let's just go. Screw it. We're I, uh, whatever. I'm gonna find a basketball court and put some shots up. Stevie J. All right, man. Uh, talk to you soon, buddy. And uh, yeah, Wednesday night things are things will look up. Thanks for having me on, brother. Appreciate Always it. a pleasure. Thank <laughs> you.